Welcome to the podcast, where you will learn everything you need to be a successful student at any level of academic study. Listen each week as I interview experts, leaders, and students. If you are studying or thinking about it, you will need practical tips, techniques, coaching, and support to help you get finished and be successful. While you're listening, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Links and info are always in the show notes. So join me now as you listen in, learn, take action, and succeed. Natasha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's really great to have you on board. And I know that you've been just working exceptionally hard on your studies um, in the last couple of years. I know we had caught up uh, one or two times. And I'm keen to get an update. And you've got some incredible recognition uh, from your management, I, I think, at work, which is always just a bonus, you know, over and above what you learn, um, you know, through through your studies as well. But before we get there, Natasha, and I'm obviously just keen to get the tips and tricks from you for our listeners, you know, most of whom are probably also part-time students or, or studying full-time or thinking about studying. Um, before we get into all of that, Natasha, why don't you just bring us up to speed, give us a bit of an introduction about yourself and, uh, you know, your role and, 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 and what you've been studying and, uh, you know, what you've sort of recently achieved, etc. Okay, so I have been with the bank for many years. Um, I did have a five-year sabbatical where I had my kids, um, came back and got involved in on the ground floor in the testing services area where testing was just a baby in the industry. So I kind of grew up with that and grew and learned with the bank. And I've been in the quality assurance side of things for about 15 years now. So I've got quite a bit of experience and luckily enough, yeah, I was able to grow with the industry as such. And um, the reason that I wanted to branch out and do some studying, I have had studying that I've been doing that was internal courses, some external courses related to what I was working with. Um, but my age, as it is, I'm getting very, very close to retirement. Um, I'm one of those people that I never thought I'd be where I'm counting how many paydays I've got left until I have to retire. So I decided I did need to improve myself and look out and try and have another career alternative going forward. So I decided it was my turn to study after I put my kids through varsity. When I was younger, I didn't have the opportunity. There wasn't the finances in the family. So I decided to do a lifelong dream of mine and study. Um, I wanted to do psychology. I wasn't sure the bank would pay for me to do it. Um, I included communication, which I thought was really appropriate in the industry that I'm in. Um, we do a lot of learning and teaching in our industry in the quality assurance area. So I managed to get a bursary and I was very grateful for that and signed up at UNITA and became a student. And for four years, I loved every minute of it. Um, wow, fantastic. Yeah, it was really, it was 
great. Um, the first semester, I had no idea how much work I could take on or what a module even meant. I knew I had to do 30 modules. So I was very conservative the first semester. Um, I do have a really busy job um, and I have kids at home still and look after my mom and I have a really busy social life. So I was very nervous to take on too much. So I did three modules, but then after that I decided no, five is okay and I managed to keep up with five modules. So it really depends. You have to judge by your own lifestyle and what's happening in your world to see how many modules you can do. So it took me four years and I completed it. Well, amazing. Well, congratulations, Natasha. And I mean, just for all of us here at the Student Success Coach, you know, well done. Um, you know, I talk to many students and, you know, we cater for all ages and everyone at any stage of their career and their studies. And I think your story is just an inspiration that it's never too late to fulfill your dreams and to, to get out there and get those skills and those qualifications that, you know, as you say, are going to just fill in those areas that you've maybe been passionate about and that you want to add in to, to your career and your, your lifelong goals of, of, of learning as much as possible. So, so Natasha, I mean, you know, tell us about the journey of studying. You gave us a bit of a sense of, you know, when you got into it and initially trying to calibrate how much work you could take on and fit in in your home life, et cetera. But then once you settle down, I mean, what stands out to you as some of the highlights that you learned in terms of the practical application in the working world and the, the, the sort of modules or skills that really made you think, wow, this is all worth it. And I've been able to put some of these in practice and it's made a real difference for me. Just give our listeners a sense of where the practical value has come from, you know, this four-year journey that you've been on and, and, and where you've got the most value from it. Okay, so I think... Look, the subject choices, um, I won't tell you then that I studied criminology and that's helped me a lot in the banking industry. Right. Um, but um, focused mainly on the communication. I don't think that you can get by without being able to communicate. And I do deal with people of all ages and completely different personality types. Um, I am involved in some training, um, so I love learning and training. And I think the communication really did help me to understand other people's points of views. Um, the psychology part, that always fascinated me. And just by virtue of working with so many people in such a huge team, we have about 400 people in our team. So just the diversity of personalities and everything else. Um, although my favorite subject was abnormal psychology, I don't think I came across any of that in the workplace, but I really liked that. Um, and I do think just doing the whole um, psychology and communication modules just did teach me to slow down and listen to people and that the other person on the other side of your conversation, whether it's in a training situation or in a workplace situation, they're real people and they have issues and they have lives. And just to take a moment to slow down and make a connection with somebody. And it really has put me in such good stead throughout my career. 
in the bank. I That's think fantastic. That the, the best part of it, yeah. So it was almost that internal journey that helped you discover people immediately around you. You know, almost became sort of self-aware through this journey of studying, opened you to become much more receptive to, you know, what, what was going on in the lives of people around you and, and the relationships that you already had, but which now possibly kind of went to a, a, a deeper level and, and took on new meaning for you now that you've had this training in psychology and communication. I would definitely say so. Okay, that's amazing, Natasha. And then tell me, I mean, so the modules, was it all mainly, um, you know, there was content that you had to study in textbooks and so on, but I guess there was assignments and projects where there were there syndicate projects or research that you had to do. I mean, just give us a sense of what type of learning style you kind of had to go through over the four years of your qualification. Okay, so the modules were mostly assignments. Um, and most of them were six-month modules. And yeah, we had a lot of assignments. There wasn't much group work, um, although we did collaborate on the side, forming WhatsApp groups and things like that. Um, so most of the work was individual work um, that you had to try and manage between everything else that you're doing and sometimes I had in a six-month period like 18 or 20 assignments and you really had to get your head down and be committed to do that while doing everything else. I mean work pressures were really high and you still have to live. You know you can't just be a student or just be a person that works. You need to have a balanced life, in my opinion. So doing that was quite a challenge, doing that dance, um, what you could take on and what you had to say no to. But I think in the end, it was all worthwhile. Fantastic. I mean, and just let's let's talk a little bit now about, you know, what made it all worthwhile. And in fact, you forwarded me that email, you know, which meant that I got in touch with you that I think originated from your management team just to congratulate you and highlight this achievement, which I mean, is just the cherry on the top wow, of all that the sacrifices fantastic. that you've made. Yeah. So tell us all about that. I mean, that's fantastic. Let's inspire our listeners, you know, with this achievement that you managed to get recognized for at work. So, yes. Um, look, I still don't have the the cap and the cape because of COVID. Um, so I didn't actually have a graduation and I haven't even received my certificate yet. But I got the results from UNISA. And because I was a bursa, um, I had to submit my results forward. And so the management team got to know my results and I did get distinctions, so I got really good marks for it. And um, the head of our HR decided she wanted to pass that on to the communications team and do a little write-up about it. And it was really, really fabulous that somebody took the time to notice what was happening in the team. That was really great. We you know when you get emails from people to say, you inspired me, that's the best thing that could possibly happen. If that's my legacy, then I'm happy. Amazing, Natasha. And I think just 
you know, off the back of that, you know, it sort of rejuvenates you, makes it all worthwhile, as you've said, and then also shows other people the path to what they can achieve. And of course, you had the financial resources with your bursary to do that. And uh, I mean, that did make it easier, you know, whereas a lot of people, you know, still struggle just to be able to pay for something, but assuming they can overcome that barrier. And then, as you say, put your head down, make the sacrifices, great that you were recognized and that, you know, HR took notice of it. And how many distinctions did you actually get? Um, I think I got 24 out of the 30. Wow, that's absolutely incredible, um, Natasha. Well done. Thank you. Gee, well, so, I mean, you're on cloud nine. You've, you know, all the sacrifices paid off. I'm sure your social life, as you indicated, you know, that's going to uh, have a bit of a boost now with all these celebrations. But tell me, talk to us a little bit about, you know, you spoke about balance. I mean, you've put your kids through. I mean, the, you know, you've seen, you've, 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 you've walked the journey of life. I mean, what are those deep fundamental lessons that you've learned in the last four years that, you know, maybe somebody just starting out or looking at getting into studies or, you know, don't have those decades of experience that you've got just in terms of getting the balance and knowing how to make those decisions on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, what, what insights and wisdom can you give our listeners today, Natasha, just about the journey that you've been on uh, from a student perspective, but then also balancing everything else that you do? If I had to reflect on that, I would say the advice that I would give to somebody, the one that would just spring to mind, is just be brave. Don't doubt yourself. Don't measure yourself against anybody else. Decide what it is that you want to do. And then just do it. Sometimes you just have to jump in and start. You might not know what it's going to look like in the journey. And don't spend too much time thinking about what could go wrong. Just be brave and do it. I think that's the, the thing that the advice I would give to my younger self if I was starting out. And yeah, yeah. just... Yeah, make decisions. Um, I find, I think goals are very, very important. I'm a list kind of person and a goals person. I've always liked that. Every year I make 101 goals and I try and stick to them. And I think once you've just decided in your head that you're going to do something, you know, we've got, I think we're so powerful, we don't actually know how powerful we are. And if you just jump in and do something, start with small things, you know. Your goals don't have to all be major. I've got tiny little goals. But as you see that you can achieve something, it just gives you a sense of accomplishment and confidence in yourself. So take small steps, see what you're able to achieve, and eventually you do these amazing big goals. Yeah, Natasha, I love that. You know, I sort of uh, have a number of online courses and we sort of spend time uh, coaching students, you know, how to get through their degrees. And I often remind them that, you know, a master's or a PhD or any qualification you know, or any project you're tackling in your life is going to consist of individual tasks. And if you can just get those done consistently and on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, it all adds up. And those steps and tasks, you know, then all contribute eventually to that final qualification. And I see a lot of people, you know, looking for the silver bullet or looking for the one thing they can do that 
gets them through as quickly as possible. But it, I've never seen it. It's just that consistent task-based planning mindset that you mentioned. Yeah, so definitely I found that in any endeavor that I've tried, you know, whether it's work or travel or sport or anything that I do, it's the small steps. And as you say, consistency, show up every day, just keep trying small steps and eventually you look back and you see you can do anything you set your mind out to do. Fantastic, um, Natasha, great. So just, uh, I mean, you've obviously covered a lot of modules and I mean, you mentioned psychology and communications. You know, was there any um, material, any authors or essays or topics or any reading that you did or any online lectures or real-time lectures that just stood out for you in terms of the content that you could maybe refer our listeners to if they're interested in, you know, communications and psychology, et cetera, you know, that they can always go and Google and read up or, or pick up the book in, you know, the next time they're in the bookstore, et cetera, you know, and that's, I guess it's a bit of a selfish question for myself as well, because I always love to get, you know, recommendations for, for good books and people to go and read up on, et cetera. So that's quite a tough question. Um, in the communication field, I pretty much stuck to the textbooks. Um, I won't say I was delighted with the subject. I enjoyed doing it, but it wasn't delightful. With the psychology, on the other hand, um, I just loved everything about it and tried to uh, mostly read um, articles that I googled um, and try to find YouTube things. A lot of the subject matter that I did on psychology, um, I went to, I can't think of what the site's name now, but it's it's something like, you know, psychology made simple. Mm. They, they really put the ideas across in a really simple manner. And then when something interested me, then I would Google it and research and I loved the the old psychologists, the Freuds and things like that. So I would go on YouTube and find information about those people. But then modern day things came about from that. Um, I don't know, things like Mel Robbins. I really enjoy the way she helps people. Um, I would recommend that everyone reads The Five Second Rule. What's it called? It's Mel Robbins, The Five Second Rule. Okay. And it's, it's something, it's almost like what we've been talking about, where you just decide to do something, you know. Okay. Um, she starts it off with, she had a problem waking up in the morning. And she always okay. made excuses and whatever happened in her life. And eventually she decided... She's just going to, when she hears that alarm, she's doing that five-second rule. Just do it. Don't think about it. Don't make excuses. Just do it. So okay. I like the way that she did that. So that's, I don't know, something that I learned on the side of that. And then while I was studying, um, I also came across Wim Hof. I don't know if you know him. No, haven't heard of him. Okay, so um, I had to, not I had to, I decided 
At some point, it was really stressful to manage everything that was going on. Work was getting really pressurized and all the assignments and things happening in my home life, and I needed to relax and learn to breathe and things like that. So he is a like a world record holder of underwater swimming in the Arctic. Okay. And he teaches a breathing technique and cold showers to reduce your heart rate and help you with relaxation. And I've been following his method. So, yeah, it helps me. I still swim now. The water's gone down to 13 degrees outside in the pool. But after gym every morning, I come home and have a swim. Okay. <laughs> so I just like that side thing that I found, you know, in my life. Wonderful. Okay. Well, I mean, it's these tips and tricks that you pick up which you only get by experience, which I think, you know, our listeners will find so useful today, uh, which are just incredibly valuable. And then, I mean, just application in the workplace. I mean, you mentioned obviously the relationships and, you know, how that sort of opened your eyes, having that psychology, insights, etc. cetera. Um, you know, was there anything else that maybe you look back and, you know, over the last 30, 40 years of your career, you think to yourself, wow, I wish I knew that. You know, at the beginning when I was younger, as you were saying, you know, so people obviously are also studying to get ahead in their careers and to climb the ladder and so on. Um, so relationships, as you mentioned, is so important in the communication and psychology to understand other people. But is there anything else sort of practical in terms of, you know, working in teams or, you know, understanding how work gets done in projects and in organizations? I mean. Anything else there that you could pass on that people might find useful, uh, you know, if they're wanting to link their studies to their careers and, and be more successful in their in their working life? You know, I think that I'd still go back to the relationships thing. If you can engage with somebody and have find something that you have in common, you know, Chat to people. I have a lot of the graduates that are, I don't, I don't know, because of my age, I don't really have that many things in common with them. Uh, the music's completely different and everything else. But we'll start talking about football, for example. And I'll find out who their favorite local team is and their international team is. And somebody will say they support the same team as me and we've got something in common. And you just link it from there. And I just find that those small things are so very important. It doesn't seem like anything amazing. But the next time you see that person, you could say, hey, how did you think Man United did in that game last night? It was incredible. Hey? You've already got a rapport with the person. And then you start talking about work. And I'm not saying you're leveraging off that. But it just makes life so much simpler. And then look at the people around you and see the people that you admire and see what the qualities are that you admire and then try to put those into practice for yourself. I always looked at one of the bosses that I had, my manager that I came in to start testing services with. 
And the quality that I admired most about him was that he would defend us to the outside world, to other teams, completely and utterly. And then behind closed doors, he would like, what the heck are you guys doing? Are you idiots? Can we sort this out? But he would always have our back. And I think if you can look at people that you admire and see why you admire them and try and incorporate that into your life, just in small ways. But again, if you do it in small steps, eventually you look back and you say, oh, okay, I've learned 20 things that I put into practice and now they're just part of my norm. Amazing. Thank you, Natasha. That's fantastic. Okay. I mean, it's been a wonderful conversation and I'm sure it's so valuable for people listening in today. What's next for you? I mean, uh, PhD maybe, or what? What you know, just celebrate a little bit, and then well, I'd love to do some more studying um, in the psychology field, um, but I'm doing a bit of a peripheral thing now. I'm actually doing one of the courses on Udemy. I'm doing a long um, NLP course, so I'm doing an NLP coaching program. And then for the other side of my world, I'm studying Spanish. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And are you finding, I mean, um, uh, so NLP on Udemy, and then where, where are you studying the Spanish? Uh, the Spanish, I started with Duolingo. So okay. um, in the next few days, I'll get to a record of 365 days in a year that I've done my Spanish lesson. So that's another thing. It only takes five minutes, yep. but I do it every single day. It's a habit and I do it consistently. I haven't missed a day and it builds up slowly before you know it. I also found a Spanish lesson on Udemy. So I'm doing that as well. I did that. And, but the, the basics of it is the um, Duolingo, which is free. I like free things, you see. Yeah, of course. So I'm doing it on there, and I feel that that's enough for what I need at the moment. Incredible, Natasha. So, look, thank you very much for, you know, providing your insights, you know, into this podcast, which is also free. And uh, <laughs> just to remind all our listeners of the wonderful value they get from this free listening experience, you know, where we feature people like giving a wide, you know, range of topics all related to the journey that, you know, many of us have been on as students. And certainly if you're thinking about getting into studying, you know, you know, spending this sort of half an hour listening into Natasha, I think just helps you get that perspective that you need and the wisdom that can only come through the hard work and experience that Natasha has demonstrated that she's capable of and that actually anybody can do if they put their mind to it and they've got the right approach. So, um, Natasha, once again, appreciate your time and uh, just good luck. And uh, I think you deserve all the recognition you got and great that you did get it from the workplace. And it sounds like you've got a wonderful culture uh, at the company that you work. So uh, I think that's all worked exceptionally well for you. So, Natasha, any final words of wisdom or advice for, you know, young and old students out there? No, just know that you can do anything you set your mind out and just be grateful for all the little things. 
Wonderful. I love that. Be grateful for all the little things. So on that note, uh, Natasha, have a super day further and uh, all the very best. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Cheers, Ian. Bye-bye. Cheers.